0: Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really, really appreciate your presence and your support that you come here every single day. And it is an absolute honor to be doing these podcasts to you. Uh, so we'll get right, right down to it. Uh without hesitation, I hope you've had a great day and you're having a great week and getting over the whole week because I know how much it takes out of all the fuss. It's it's beautiful. When I was young, I played it all the time, and it's absolutely fantastic. Um, so um, this today's show is about BBC documentary um, and Gary Lineker and someone else called Rahul Gandhi. Now, on, when I was working during the day, I got a pop-up and it said, Gary Lineker will be spoken to by BBC bosses following a tweet in which he compared the home office policy to Nazi Germany. And he says, and I quote, there is no huge influx. We take far fewer refugees from the other than other major European countries. This is just an immeasurably cruel policy directed at the most vulnerable people in language that is not dissimilar to that used by Germany and in the 30s, and I'm out of order. So basically, Gary Lineker made some comments, derogatory comments, against uh, the British Home Secretary, Suella Braveman, um, and sweller Breman's migrant crackdown because we know the migrants are um you know storming Britain all over the place, and they're coming via sea, and Britain's supposed cannot afford keep them anymore um they have a recession going on almost close to recession, no money in the bank, and that's a problem uh so sweller Braveman is uh you know, and the Tories have a policy. And and Gary Lineker, the former football star of the United Kingdom of England, uh, doesn't like it. He seems to be very woke, but I don't know, uh, because I, I don't really follow him um, during the World Cup and the Euros, yes, but I don't follow him particularly at all. Um, and so he seems to be woke because he's gotten into trouble before, but his. BBC bosses because Gary Lineker uh, today was staring down warnings that the BBC could sack him and refused to apologise after he compared Suella Braveman's migrant crackdown to the Nazi Germany. The corporation's highest paid star, says the Daily Mail, who earns $1.35 million a year from the licence fee payer, claimed that he had never known such love and support in his life after his tweet yesterday. BBC said it's expect it expects to have a full and frank conversation with the presenter over his comments about the UK asylum plans. As critics included MPs, demand who demanded he sacked for crass comparison, branding it a clear breach of BBC impartiality rules. Now get this, my friends, the BBC has um impartiality rules with social media post uh criticizing uh um the Tories the broadcaster complaints team ruled um yes um bbc has a, a impartiality um rules and you're not supposed to be partial to any side, any group particularly. But that is exactly what the BBC has done for I don't know how long and, and for all of India. Um it's been with its documentary, its continuous partiality when it, it it uh speaks on issues in India. They don't know sweet nothing except what their uh bought except those who pay them, the invested interest groups who pay them. So isn't speaking about Moli one-sided in their tone, in their interpretation, um, with the usual culprits in India, the socialist-leftist uh, Marxist culprits who pretend to be more intelligent than urban naxals. Um, do they? Um, isn't that? Uh, do they uh, consider themselves partial or impartial? Uh, do they consider Rahul Gandhi impartial or his? intelligence or lack thereof, supporting the left, supporting uh, all these poor little victimhood, minority versus majority, isn't that impartial uh, or partial? Um, I mean, this is a stinker. So one side, BBC has very clearly put out in their documentary, the Modi story uh, in... Um, on on the on their Netflix, on their channels, so they're promoting their agenda, their uh in in their uh, interpretation of partiality. They can put anyone down across the world. They can interpret anything across the world as per their vested interest and all those who are paying them. They can play the divide and rule as their ancestors did. They can play the us versus them, majority versus minority, rich versus poor. Oh, they will never talk about anything else. But the moment someone does that to them, their channel up, they get up and and refuse... Uh. To, to keep their mouth shut, but they will have a sincere conversation with Gary Lineker, who's got about 8 million followers, uh, uh, apparently on Twitter and in social media handles. And uh, that would be a little bit of a problem uh, with BBC, if they get um, Lineker off. Um, so this is, a, this is what you call uh, karma, my dear friends. It's absolute karma. Um, When you point the fingers at others, you don't define who they are. But when you point the fingers at others, you show me a mirror image of who you are because it's your currents that form the waves. BBC will refuse to make a documentary on all those who are being murdered in India by minorities, by the church, what they're doing behind the scenes. The pedophilic church, the pedophilic priests, they've never done that. They have never done documentaries on uh, the... um, the gang rape scandal by islamists in, in jihadis in in the United Kingdom, but they want to do a documentary on Modi to their interpretation, which is not which is not partial impartial at all It clearly points the finger. Uh, at fascism, fascism, Nazi, uh, Nazi Germany, Nazi uh, racist propaganda, Nazi poor little victimhood, fascism and this is the words they keep using, the narrative they build, they build, they build and pretending to be victim. I mean they are the most disgusting corporation I've ever come across. I mean they're not even boring to me, they are unintellectual, zero intellect. I mean, you're spreading negativity and you're asking people to be favorable to you. And what do you think the other side one day is not going to wake up and say, enough is enough? Aren't they not going to wake up? You can't keep poundering one side because the seesaw is going to tilt. At one time, you'll be so inflated in your ego That when the ego bursts, the other side will automatically automatically come down and the other side will come up. I mean, who do you think you are that you can continuously run an agenda and cry partial or impartial to suit your vested interest? But the moment someone does that to you on your backyard, you're going to have right off the bat a sincere conversation. Right, I, 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 have to say this, my dear friends, is the BBC. Unfortunately, uh, that we have been speaking, that we've been listening to for all these decades, and I'm sorry to say, I wasted my time with them. What else did they say that is not worth the while? Um, they're not, they're not even worth the while. They're disgusting corporation. I have no, nothing for them. I, I don't even have TV. So. I don't waste my time listening to these TV universities with these presenters and these corporations who pay big money to influence, to create narratives and and think that we are going to today, in today's world, the 21st century, going to base our opinions on them instead of doing our own homework. I mean, this one-sided story of us versus them is pure, pure Abrahamic flat earth theory completely they have nothing else they do not understand the currents that form the waves they don't understand um, anything else except their colonialism their relics of colonial empires their empires are dead but their divine departments are open for business and they need our human capital to resurrect the empires but They don't like it when someone stands up. They only wait for for the civilization to die, then they'll put them in a museum, and then they'll charge money for people to come and see their museum. I mean, all the Native American civilization, the African civilization, Indian civilization, are there in in, in the library, in the uh, museum. Uh, all over the world, I mean, um why do you put in a museum if you destroy their civilization you don 't have to put it in the museum, you destroyed it, put it in a garbage bin, but then, what is the problem it 's that they don't care about civilizations until they are stepping on them and they don't care about civilizations until they are making money off them. If they are making the money, it all is good, all is well. So as long as they were in control of the Indian civilization, they were making tons of money, millions and millions of of pounds, it was okay. The moment they left, all of a sudden, they give themselves the moral high ground to criticize anyone. But, all you got to do is kiss ass to them, put a nice little secular label on them, and everything is nice and dandy, and they, you know, uh, you're egalitarian, just like the Christians, just like the Muslims, Islam, just like uh, Judaism, all egalitarian, sorry, now they have decided that Judaism is no longer egalitarian because of Israel and the Palestinian affairs, but otherwise... Uh, Yes, uh, you know, you can't criticize them for anti-Semitism, but you can criticize absolutely the Hindus who Abrahamic groups have been criticizing for the last uh, 3000 years, thanks to the flattered mentality. But don't tell that to them, uh, because for them, you know... Um, they are the truth, the way, the life, and they can look down on pagans as Nazis, as um, untouchables, as caste, when they know very well that it's in their Bible. Okay? And they have been doing it all across the last 400 years and 2000 years in reality and in Christian terms. But don't tell that to them because, you know, you might hurt their feelings and they might have a serious conversation with you. But that is the BBC for you. Um, So um, it is something else uh, that is linked to this uh, podcast that... uh, this title that I also wanted to talk to you about, uh, very very important, um, Rahul Gandhi. You know how important he is. Well, guess what? He is very very important. The reason being, I saw, I saw a, a a video today. I don't know if you follow it, but um, every one of you have heard of Chris Rock. Now I'm I'm not. I don't have TV. I don't watch TV, um. And I don't watch the Oscars. however, uh, last year there was uh, something that happened at the Oscars. Will Smith, uh, who was nominated for King Richard, he slapped Chris Rock, who was the presenter. Now I, did, I was not watching. i never watch, and I got these pop-ups, and I thought, oh, it was a you know show that you know they they, they, they planned it that way, but a couple of days later it kept coming kept coming. And i realized that this was something real and I, I i researched it and there it was you know will smith smacking him Now, obviously we know the whole story um for those who followed it i i didn't really do much about it but i read a little bit of, about it here and there but i said oh well okay from there onwards um one year we know chris uh, will smith has has kept quiet um should i say chris rock has kept kept quiet will will smith has apologized uh, but chris rock after one year a couple of days ago gave his reply in um in, in a comedy special on netflix called selective outrage where he leveled uh, will smith and his family he also talked about megan market and um and and uh, and what's his name prince harry okay which is Two of the worst uh most spoiled brats on this planet uh, he says everything they talk about they 're always whining, always whining they 've got everything she says he says Meghan Markle hit the white lottery um, and she 's still whining, she married a prince she 's still whining. She she tried to say to him, she says she tries to say that they're racist, but it's not racism. Everyone asks about the color of their baby, even in India, in Asia, in Africa, we all ask. It's not racism, because then every single one of us would be, which sometimes I doubt. Um, I have to say, you know, people asking about wanting to be white in the color of your baby, I, I do think that's, you know, um, you know. Every one of us does it. And sometimes I say, you know, you've got a kid. Be happy with that. But anyway, this is our mentality. We all do it. Um, so where's the racism in that? And that's what Chris uh, um, Chris Rock said. They're absolutely spoiled. And if you follow this on, t- on the YouTube... You will see everyone putting them down for being whiny, narcissistic people the only crying racism everywhere, taking awards for racism, um, you know, um, uh, pretending to be to be victims, uh, making millions of dollars and saying they're going, to, it's going to charity, but they're not giving anything to charity, not much at least, just a little bit, um, and it's 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 just ridiculous. Um, but they're just whiny people, narcissistic, who think they they should be the king and queen of the United Kingdom. They literally believe that they would do a better job than uh, their brother, uh, Prince William of Wales, and his wife, Catherine. They think they would do a better job. I mean, the guy's on drugs. He's doing drugs, okay? uh, However, light or not light, you might say it is. He's doing drugs, Prince Harry. And on top of that, he thinks he can do a better job than his brother. And that woman, that woke woman, uh, his wife, thinks uh, who, who's con- continuously whining, thinks she's going to do a better job. Now, why am I bringing this up in a BBC interview? Uh, BBC special. It's because when I see Rahul Gandhi, I think about uh, Meghan Markle and um, Prince Harry there he reminds me of Prince Harry and, and Meghan Markle all the time he's absolutely useless cannot do anything if he didn't have his last name he would be useless uh, unfortunately we have to say that um, he gets everything that he has because he's got a last name um, he's just not intelligent enough um, and he's always whining I mean, he's always what he thinks it's his birthright to be the prime minister, but he's absolutely whining. He has no programs. Nothing to show off any 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 uh, intelligence. He does a, a walk through the country and says, "Oh my God, uh, we needed to show the country that there's a, the government, there's a problem. Well, there've been problems since 1947 and before that, and they've owned the Indian National Congress has only made them worse. But why why is he talking about it? Because he has to show that he's of importance, just like Harry and Meghan. And of course, the BBC and everyone commented on Harry and Meghan." They have spoken about the, the Modi um, effect in India. They they pull back people who say n- things and make comments about Nazis on, t- on 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 TV, but they will not say anything against um, Raj uh, Rahul Gandhi, who thinks he he he. His birthright to absolutely be the Prime Minister of India. He is, which is a guy who's absolutely useless. I mean, he spends 40% of his time going to Parliament where. Th- Even uh, provincial or state uh, members of parliament, members of legislatures go at least 60%. That's what it is. And he's whining. He's in the United Kingdom. Will BBC call him out? No, because BBC takes up for him. BBC and their Western interests takes up for people like Rahul Gandhi, whiners um, like Meghan Markle, because they're in the business of of professional victimhood. They're in the business of divide and rule. They're in the business of us versus them. They're in the business of racism. So they have to camouflage for all the racism that has happened in the colonialism. So they take up for these whiners, these professional whiners. And that's what Rahul Gandhi is. He's always screaming fascism does does the BBC want to take it up in, as impartial? He's always screaming intolerance. He's always screaming RSS agenda, RSS agenda. I mean, he doesn't even know what the RSS is. I mean, 75 years his family is trying to fight the RSS. If he had any intelligence, he would go to the drawing board, go to the table and have conversations with them and, and meet with them and talk with them. But no, they he's only spread they've only spread hate speech against the rss painting them as an organization of of uh, nazi proportions of fascist proportions and he's only degraded them and he thinks it's it's right to degrade them. But if anyone degrades a, an Islamic organization, they would be pulled down by the planet. If anyone degrades a Christian organization, they would be pulled down by the planet. Do you want to have the same rules of impartiality with the RSS? I mean, what are they? Your your slaves? Do you think that this is your colonial hangover is is, is has to go on forever? Or do you still think that that the BBC um uh, does the BBC still think that they are colonial masters of India and India is pagans? Well, that is what they think. In reality, the BBC is still has still got a colonial hangover, and and the so called Congress who fought against the British, but of course we know Nehru was sleeping with Edwina Mountbatten, but BB, but the Indian National Congress who who portrays themselves as the fighter for freedom, okay they fought for indian freedom and he's going to the same freedom uh, frame, same co- colonizers the british to cry that uh, that's that's the democracies on the uh, on on the, on the siege why are you going back to the same people who who you supposedly fought for independence i mean you're so strong a group your congress is so strong a group you've got such high morals you've got so, such high dignity you really fought but in reality, you can't do anything now. Why? Because of the RSS and you're go- going back to screaming to the same group that you kicked out 75 years ago. But then it makes no sense. Then if you're going back to them to get them back to the country to invade India or to interfere in Indian democracy, because that's exactly what he said, that the US and the UK should be interfering and and. and and take care of uh, bring back Indian democracy because the huge chunks that have been taken off. Why because they lost power then their narrative of of uh, independence is absolutely fake. They didn't fight for independence. The, all they did was create chaos. They were the ones, the Indian National Congress who was behind the partition of of India, their socialism and that's why the British took up for Jinnah. Jinnah. Was for free market economy. He he did not start off as Hindus versus Muslims. He started off with free market economy, and he couldn't stand um, uh, uh, Gandhi Gandhiji, who did not who, who was who was uh, aligning with the Khilafat movement, who had these socialist tendencies. Then came along Nehru, who had more socialist tend- tendencies, and and Jinnah, who knew very well uh, that he made his ma- his money. He made Made his, he got his power on the ability of free market uh, economies and 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 applying his own trade in the United Kingdom and in India, so. If he could make it big, a small guy could make it big, uh, coming from this traditional family. If he could make it big in the United um, in the United Co- Kingdom in free market uh, economies, they this would liberate a lot of people stuck in the old tribal system, the feudal system. It would give everyone a free free uh, playing ground, not based on your class, not based on your gender, not based on your tribe. It would give everyone a free playing ground, and so he wanted free market. Economy economies for innovations uh, evolving to to evolve uh, that 's what he wanted, but Nehru and Gandhi wanted to ally with uh, with the Khilafat movement and with socialism which was suffocating and so that 's why the British ended up taking for Jinnah but Jinnah then ended up doing a uh, um, A genocide, and because he created this genocide, then all hell broke loose. So, in reality, the Indian National Congress did uh, not—they did not uh, fight for independence. They broke us up. They. Gave us three generations of trauma. It, it was in reality, uh, Subhash Chandra who, who won independence for us. Uh, and it's said very clearly in, uh, by the British later on. Uh, guess what? Uh, now he's going crying. This little peak squeak, um, it's going back to the same colonizers to say, "Please come back because we need your help." Because you know, we what you left halfway done. What we couldn't do back then, we still couldn't do now. We still could. We couldn't win independence. We broke the country up by divide and rule and blamed it on the British, blamed it on on Jinnah. Now, seventy five years later, we still can't fight for independence. The only way we can fight for independence or get get independence is if we're on the top top. We suffocate the entire country with socialism. We control the media and the academia, which is what the Indian National Congress did for 60 years. Um, They control the media and the academia. Now he's going to the UK and trying to convince them that Modi is the one Who's, who's, uh, who's controlling the media and the academia? My dear friend, the government always controls it. But the very fact that he's talking and all his leftist woke uh, brigade is still talking and, and spring out their ignorance, well, during the Congress years, we were not allowed to do that. There were two channels. Two channels. And these two channels controlled everything. Uh, They controlled the academia, the media. You were threatened. You were not allowed to speak, not in your home, not on the outside. It was called respect. Respect means submit in silence. That's what it was called. We all know that. We didn't have a voice. All of a sudden now to the internet, because we have a voice, because we have a platform, he thinks that it's it's not democracy. For him in his head, democracy is power, where only he... And his tribe um, suffocate everyone, pretend that they're so great that they're going to save the world with socialist, Marxist, egalitarian concepts, which are just a perception of your mind. That's all it is on paper. They have never made anything e- E- egalitarian effort. They've taken the Indian population from three hundred and thirty-three million to one point four billion. They have not controlled anything. They suffocated the economy. In nineteen ninety-one, we almost went bankrupt. Um. Yet he thinks that he he can do something. They've done nothing but be. Um. Absolutely corrupt because they control everyone they control the police, and that 's why people have risen up against them. people are not stupid, but why do you think we're rising up and not listening to this quacker Jack or his BBC counterparts who support him but do not support Gary lineker 's accusation of um of um, of fascism. Why? Uh, because this is all an agenda for a perception of someone's mind. That's what it is. It's a perception of your mind. It is not a reality because reality is currents and waves like the beach Like the water, like the oceans, we are currents and waves. It's our currents that form the waves. You cannot stop the currents. If you've invested badly, you will reap badly. If you've invested well, you will reap well. And for 60 years, the Indian National Congress um, have done only one thing, played the divide and rule, put us in a corner, made us believe that we are um, disgusting people. We are Civilization is disgusting. They lied to us about uh, caste. They lied to us about Dalit. They lied to us about the Taj Mahal. They did not show us our history. They did not show us our, our civilization. They kept it all under wraps so that we forget it and they will cover it with their Abrahamic flat earth theory. But what is knowledge will always be knowledge. What is intelligence will always be intelligence because we're currents and waves it will come to the surface, it will come to the beach, and, and it's up to you to balance and clean up the the, the garbage, throw it out, and keep what makes sense, and, and empower yourself with the knowledge of that journey, and be ready for the next day of success. But no, that's not what the BBC is about. BBC is is the the fascism that they point the two fingers at, and so is Raul Gandhi. Um he doesn't understand economy at all, and he's blaming uh, the foreign minister. Well, that is that is sick. Uh, the foreign This is the best foreign minister we've ever had in the country, ever. And uh, apparently, the, the fish market that is uh, the Congress mouthpiece, which is Supriya, whoever her name was, uh, she's a fish market, in my opinion, uh, her, her language is yelling, yelling. That's her language. Uh, that's all she does. Uh, and she says it's the worst foreign minister. You know, but when when the Congress doesn't like something, believe me, uh, it's absolutely right that's happening, if it's happening. Um, and you have, of course, you have uh, Rahul Gandhi asking for intervention. Now, remember, he's friends with Jeremy Cobb. Jeremy Cobyn, uh has lost the last elections in 2019, I think. Uh, most of the world, of this woke vote, of his brown world, of his oh, ethnicity minorities all went to the Tories. The Tories are doing bad and the labor wants the vote back, so the only way is to fuel this minority fear, to fuel this minority um, bash, uh, you know, victimhood, this professional victimhood, like Meghan Markle, who is put on a pedestal because she she is a, a, a statue of victimhood, um, and she lies, they lie about being racist. It's it's a narrative that they build around them for their victim profession. Um, And this is the same thing that Rahul Gandhi does. He is the Indian version of Prince Harry... And uh, his walk wife, uh, who wants privacy all the time, uh, Meghan Markle. So that he is the Indian version of the, those two, and of course the BBC uh, is going to support them because they are the walk victims. They are the underdogs. They are, oh my God, the egalitarians and the big bad Hindus have always been the big bad Hindus. The pagans. So earlier on, they called Hindus pagans. Uh, Hindus. Um, Heretics, Hindus, are a whole lot of BS. They tried everything to destroy our civilization, control the civilization through the knowledge and academia and media, which they bought out the Indian government to do that. Okay, because we know we know that our textbooks were covered only with Mughals, 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 nothing else. Even Guru Nanak didn't get anything. He got not a one page or half a page. Um, he, we didn't get anything about him, but we got something about the moguls because guess who's putting the money and the votes into the hands of, of, the, of the government who control the media and the academia. So by lying, they thought that they will get us and we will submit to them and one day we'll just dilute. Well, the more they push us into um, a corner, the more we rise up. Um, and 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 we're not stopping because this is our civilization. We have the right to have a civilization. We have the right to be proud of our civilization. We have the right to question the nuances, the errors, the problems, what the context was, how it came to be, and how do we solve those problems? How do we rise up and how do we evolve? Uh, Because if you want to put a civilization down for problems, uh, the Abrahamic civilization has to go right into the garbage bin because they've destroyed every single civilization that preceded them. They've destroyed them and, and they're making big money out of them if there's anything left uh about for them they're making big big money uh in museums around the world with tourism in reality they don't really care about the past because they've got the power at the end of the day it's about money and power it's not about God and culture uh but that's what they want to do they want to finish up what they didn't finish up the BBC they want to um they want their colonial hangover to go on until they destroy every single uh, person who subscribes to to the um to the Vedic civilization, is proud of the Vedic civilization, who. Uh, empower embodies it in this unapologetic because for them their supremacy of the Abrahamic flat Earth theory is what primes everything on the surface of the planet. They have not stopped any wars they just sit, sit on their pedestal and give their talk they've not st- healed any wounds they have not apologized for anything uh. They have not made a documentary on anything that they have done that has caused problems uh, in the lands that they left behind. But yes, yes, they have supported uh, all these woke gangsters. And guess who's the Indian version of that woke gangster who's not capable of doing anything but still wants uh, his two cents in the sand? Um. And that, my dear friend, is none other than Rahul Gandhi, uh, the woke gangster um, and leader of the woke gang in on the Indian subcontinent, who thinks that by giving money under socialism, everything will, will heal, and heal. He'll, heal and he'll improve the economy and he'll pay the debt and he will do everything that his um, family didn't do for the last 60 years. But guess what? Um, It's never going to happen, never, because socialism never wins. And socialism is what has destroyed the Indian subcontinent. My friends, I'm telling you, socialism has destroyed the Indian subcontinent. But um, the Vedic civilization is more intelligent. Uh, People are more intelligent. People are more woken up. Uh, People are much better. People are having a voice. People are externalizing um, their opinions. And it is a right. It is absolutely democratic. Democracy is working now more... Than it ever has been because democracy democracy is not about getting what you want just because you have an opinion democracy is only about having an opinion and then the majority opinion works and and rises to the surface so if Rahul Gandhi's opinion is not does not matter uh, and he's out of the power circle it's because he, he, he it's not worth two cents and. Just because he studied in Cambridge doesn't mean he's more intelligent than a man who who has done more for the country than his uh, um You know, last morning I got up at night uh, statement, um, and his um, and his absolute. Lack of intellect, and disrespectful to the to the foreign minister who who he said that he they don't know anything. He doesn't know anything about China. Uh, I mean, what can I say? Uh, at the end of the day, the people will talk. Uh, we're not minorities, we're not majorities, we're human beings and we have an opinion, we're cyclic currents and waves. It's our currents that form the waves and we will heal and rise rise up above the socialist secular scam that has been imposed on us, on our voices, on our media and academia for the last 60 years. And finally, the Indian subcontinent, the people of Hindustan are waking up and they're having that voice that includes the Civilization that we inherited, the Vedic civilization, her knowledge, her glory will rise up, and there's nothing anyone can do about it because everyone has the right to be, uh, to have their place in society. And not be uh, ashamed, but unapologetic about it. So uh, on that note, I leave you today. Um, Thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a great day. And if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to to ask me via my email or my Facebook. And I'll be glad to reply. Thank you. Cheers and take care.